back, guys. You're with Faith FM here. We have another clue quiz, uh, another clue coming up for our quiz. And don't forget to call in right now, 1-800-324-843, for your just about last chance to yes. win a uh, two holidays. So last or either a couple hour, of family. Yeah, that's so it. That's last it. hour you can enter. Give us a call. One eight hundred Faith FM. It's one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Or you can oh, text your details. Oh, oh, we don't have another clue for the quiz. Oh, the clue's been smashed. Yes. Yeah, you got smashed. Congratulations to Helen who got the correct correct answer. The answer, of course, was Bathsheba. One of our grey grey nomads in our live audience right here. We're of course are down at Jindabyne, where uh, we are transmitting live from Jindabyne Grey Nomads Camp. So put it on your calendar for next year. Make sure that you come along. Plan to be here at Jindabyne. Bring your caravan. Um, if you want to glamp, come and book a chalet. Uh, if you want, you can. Uh, there's, there's 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 cabins and dorm rooms and all kinds of different uh, options here. Or bring your bus, or bring your tent, or bring your truck, or whatever it is you like to go camping in and join the Grey Nomads down here. Just a fantastic time that we have been having. But it really uh, is the last chance to enter. So yes, yeah, the last. Okay, so, and this is last this of course is for a uh, for a summer holiday for uh, a couple or a family. Um, here at uh, the Adventist Alpine Village. Yeah, so we're going to be drawing it out, I think, in about 50 minutes, if I'm looking at I the screen correctly. a bowl correctly. full of names right here in front of me. Yeah, Maybe we can live stream slash that. bowl. <laughs> yeah, all the different names, all the people who have entered. Uh, but give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, or text your details, 0491-064-669. All we need is a name and a number. And um, we'll put your hat, um, your hat in the bowl. <laughs> we'll put your name in the hat or the name in the bowl at this point. And, uh, and we'll be drawing it out and calling the winner live on air. So, yeah, this is, this is last, last chance really today. Okay, so with our encounter with God today, we are going to John chapter 10 and we're going to start reading in verse 1. So we've looked at a number of metaphors. We have seen God's church as a nation. We have seen God's church as a house. We have seen God's church as a temple. We have seen God's church as a body. But now we're going to look at something that will be intensely familiar to some people and vastly unfamiliar to the majority of you. And this is God's church as a paddock full of sheep. <laughs> this is kind of creative, isn't it? Uh, In fact, for I'm me, this out is the, the vastly looking, unfamiliar apartment. Okay, I'm looking out, out the window right now at a paddock full of sheep. No, except you're not. I can't see the sheep. Yeah. Well, they know there's, they know there's sheep there. I've they're, been probably, sheep there. they're probably Every hiding. Morning, there's hiding been white sheep sun. with black faces. I think they're the coolest sheep. Oh, ever. yeah, the one with the black legs and the white, white tum-tums. They're yeah. adorable. Yeah, they're yeah, my favourites. Yeah. There's sheep and there's horses and there's alpacas. Mm-hmm. Wombats and kangaroos and all kinds of animals hanging out here. Vermin. <laughs> Otherwise known as rabbits. Yes, rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what have we got, uh, uh, Mon? Would you like to? Actually, I'm going to get Mike to read. Mike, you've, uh, you're joining us for the Bible study today. Why don't you restart really reading for us there in John chapter 10 and verse 1? What do we have there? John 10 verse 1. Sorry, John 10. That's all right. Yeah, that's all good. Go. 10 verse 1. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Okay, so this is something that is going to be distinctly different. I said some of you are going to relate to this. Okay, you're going to relate to sheep because we all, you know, some of you understand sheep. But no one in Australia, I don't think, is going to relate to a sheep fold and people climbing in through another way other than through the door of the sheep fold. So this re- re- relates really to a very different kind of husbandry to what we have in this country. Um, however, if you travel to the Middle East, Mike, have you been to the Middle East? No, I've never been there. There was one place I haven't gone yet. 
You've been everywhere else. I've been everywhere else. (laughs) That's true. A couple of years ago, I had the privilege of going to the Middle East and in places like Iran and Jordan and Israel, places like that. You've got uh, nomadic uh, shepherds who lead their sheep. Something I had never seen in this country. So in this country, you know, lots of sheep in Australia, lots of sheep in New Zealand, lots of sheep in the South Pacific, um, sheep all over the place. But I have never seen sheep being led by a shepherd. So we use dogs, we use motorbikes. Helicopters um, even. Yeah, more for cattle with the helicopters. But uh, uh, yeah, we do. It's like so much fun, but um, kind of adrenaline sport for those who enjoy that. But uh, we don't really lead sheep. And so the way it works over there is that uh, you, as a shepherd, what you do is you go out with your sheep during the day. You lead them to a place where they can eat grass. You lead them to a place where they can drink water. You protect them during the day so that you are there to protect them if there are any um, you know, predators that might come along. Um, there are, those predators are obviously going to be more wary of humans than they, are, than, that, than they are of sheep. And then in the evening, what you do is you lead your sheep back to a sheep pen. It's the Bible the describes as a sheepfold. Same in Germany. I saw when I was a boy, I still saw this. Now it's not happening anymore. It's not enough space anymore. But I was always amazed there was just one dog. And the shepherd and the sheep is just after them, following. It was amazing. Yeah. See the huge, 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 um, you know, sheep and, uh, not huge sheep, but lots of sheep and they were all following him. It sounds so sweet. Yeah. It sounds like it a really nice, gentle sort of life. <laughs> Do uh, the, the concept of the sheep dog, is that something that comes from Germany? Because I noticed they didn't use that in the Middle East. The German shepherd. Yeah. That's they, where it comes oh, from. Oh, what am I, yeah. <laughs> of course, <laughs> what am I saying? A German shepherd. Light bulb. <laughs> By definition, that is a, a, a sheep dog right there. And uh, yeah, what a great idea. And it's, it is, it's just an amazing thing to see. One of the things that you'll see, one, one of the things we saw in Iran was large groups of sheep actually traveling down the road. So we, we'd be driving along in the tour bus. You have to slow down, sort of pull across to the side because here's the shepherd and he's just striding along. Um, all these sheep just following him down the road. And the way they do it is they actually, um, are, they're, they're completely nomadic. They live with their sheep and they travel with their sheep right across the country following the feed. Wow. And, and, and Iran is a big country when you look at it. That's amazing. Um, it is absolutely incredible to see. Um, so they don't actually use a sheepfold. They just sleep with their sheep overnight wherever their sheep uh, decide to, uh, where they decide to bed down with their sheep. But um, in, uh, in places like Palestine, then, yeah, they'll use a sheepfold and round them all up and lead them into the sheepfold, and then they'll go to sleep in the door. And so they actually become the door. That's so cute. Well, somebody, somebody told me here in Australia that when they have – Lots of different kind of sheep, you know, different shepherds to get together in the evenings. None of the sheep, they're just mixing. They're all just mixed up from this one and this one. And, and, and then all they do is they either whistle or they call and the sheep get out of the fold and they follow individual shepherds. Wow. So they're mixed in the crowd, mm-hmm. but then they call and that to me is, is unbelievable. It yeah, is. that's incredible. It is. I mean, how, <laughs> I mean, somebody calls my name. You know, I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Unless when my wife quotes me, I know her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I follow. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Very good advice right there. Wise words. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's remarkable. And, you know, we talk about dumb sheep, but I think that they're, you know, they're not quite so dumb. But they are following creatures. When Shell and I were driving down here to Jindabyne, we came across the most amazing sight that I've ever seen. There was a paddock full of sheep, like, I don't know, a couple of hundred sheep in it. And they'd all decided to move the same direction at the same time, 
But they weren't following one sheep. There was about 10 different sheep all heading the same direction, spaced apart by, I don't know, 10 or 15 metres, something like that. And then all the other sheep were in lines, in lines behind them. And so you had, it was like stripes across the paddock with all of these rows of sheep all lined up following each other. I wonder how they decide who's the leader sheep. Yeah, I don't know. Sheep can also be frustrating at times, um, you know, trying to get them to uh, open the gate and they won't go through. You leave the gate open and they all go through. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Not like goats. You open the gate with the goats and they are straight through this like, you know, while even you, you, you're trying to squeeze through yourself. But, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe there are two things we can learn from the sheep. They do things together, mm-hmm. uh, except there's some stray sheep and they get lost. But when they are together, it seems like that's when they feel comfortable. And that's something in our society we don't see anymore. We want individualism. We do our own thing. And, and, and people are wondered, wondering why they got lost sometimes because they don't do things together anymore. And, and the sheep together in the crowd, they're happy. And then there seems to be one leader they trust, they lead. And if you put it in the spiritual context, if you would, would, would really trust this God and live together as a community, we wouldn't get lost. No, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And we were talking about on here on Faith FM a little while ago about social connectedness. And how that um, just just on, on, on one thing, just one thing, so heart disease, is that your, your chance of heart disease cuts by two-thirds if you've got good social connectedness and good community. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. massive. That's right. huge. And it's, the way that, it's the way that God created us to be, and this is why God invented things like, you know, church. And this is why he likens the sheepfold to being like church. Yep. And we were talking here about, uh, uh, we started off with these passages talking about, you know, the, sh- the, the, the one who climbs in over the wall and doesn't come in by the door, uh, that person is clearly not the shepherd. The shepherd is never going to uh, uh, be climbing in over the, uh, over the wall of the sheepfold because he's going to use the main door. In fact, in Jesus' time in the first century, he was the door. He would actually sleep right there in the door. <laughs> You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so let's just uh, get back to where we were talking about. Where did we get up to in those verses there, Mike? We uh, started in verse 1. Yeah, verse 1, 10. Yep. Um, um, this is John chapter 10, verse 1. Let's read, a few, let's read it on a little bit yep. further. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. That's verse 2. Verse 3. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Mm. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Okay, let's stop there and consider that for a moment. Uh, am I the only person here in the studio who, uh, our live audience has all gone for morning worship, but um, uh, am I the only person who's ever had a, had a sheep, a pet sheep? I've never had one. I think you're the only one. I think I'm the mm-hmm. only one. And this is this is what's interesting because I raised a sheep one time from birth on a bottle. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, they are the sweetest pet that you can ever imagine. I mean, I had a little, little bit of lamb and it would claw, crawl all over me and Aww. try and chew my ears and nibble my hair and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and follow me anywhere I went. And, and this and this little this little lamb, it spent the first couple of uh, the first couple of nights in a box under my bed, um, full of towels and. I had to get up, you know, every four hours and warm the bottle and feed it. Was you know great exercise for like a nine or ten year old, um, learn some responsibility and so forth. But that shepherd, that sorry, that sheep, thought I was its mother. 
it would follow me anywhere. I could call that sheep by its name. It was called Zipper. And uh, Zipper would just come running whenever I called it by its name. But didn't get that same response with any, when, when anybody else called for her. You know, they could call Zipper, Zipper, and she'd just look at them like, who are you? But you knew exactly who I was, and you and you talk about you know these, these 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 shepherds in the Middle East where all the sheep are mixed up, and then they call them by name, and they all just separate, and you know you can you can see how that happens. But the only way that you can make that happen is if you have an intense personal relationship with that sheep, and that sheep has that same intense personal relationship with you. You have to hand raise your sheep for it to work that way. And in the Middle East, this is literally what they do. They hand raise their sheep, and this is why their sheep know exactly who their shepherd is. But this tells us something about our connection with God, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's deep. You know, I mean, if <laughs> this this little this little sheep there from birth, it absolutely trusts hundred percent, and it and it wouldn't know. Well, lots of the world, I suppose. So it it often it would see the world through your eyes as well. It would trust that you would protect, that you would lead, that you would know what's right. And just a trust relationship makes the sheep feel comfortable and, and well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, and prepared to follow you anywhere. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing, I guess, uh, you know, and just hearing your story a little bit earlier, Mike, where God has led you all over the world. Um, when you know Jesus and you know Jesus is in charge, you can be prepared to follow him anywhere. That's right, and uh, even, to, even to the Bahamas, uh, yeah, well, that, that, that wasn't so hard. But it's that trust, you're right, Lyle. And um, there were times in my life too where, where where you get or where I got upset, and I'm sure some of the listeners get upset with God too when He doesn't do what what they want Him to do. And uh, that's that's the moment I think the same with the sheep. You know, when when He might lead them a path that they well, I don't have to even think if they don't like the path, but we, we don't like the path that God takes us. But when I look back in my life, and I know I'm getting a bit older and I was laughing at older people at the time when they told me, oh, looking back, they are your old people. But when I look back now, I, I see it's a puzzle. It's an unbelievable puzzle that God had in mind for me and every little block fits together. And looking back, I thought, if I would have gone differently, it just wouldn't fit. And so trusting God, even in times when you don't know or when you're upset with him, it's it's absolutely essential because he knows best as the shepherd knows for the sheep. And if you follow him and trust him and we look back, we would say, wow, mm, wow. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we wouldn't change it. No. There's, somebody, there's been times in my life where I'm like, I wish I wasn't going through this. But then when I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? God was in charge. I wouldn't change it. It was tough, but. Yeah, and if I look back at the times where I did change the route and did my own thing, Sometimes wish I could live it over and could say, God, I wish I would have listened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all, got, we've all yeah. got those kind of yeah. experiences as well, don't we? Yeah, that's for sure. And so the real lesson here is one of complete trust and reliance on the shepherd. Um, you know, that whole psalm, Psalms 23. Maybe we should have a look at Psalms 23 because, you know, in, in, in Jewish culture, all of the greatest heroes were shepherds. Um, you know, even even people like Cyrus is described as a shepherd um, who was not a, a Jewish person at all, but um, or an Israelite person, but was somebody who did great things, you know, to benefit the nation. And he's described as a shepherd. But Psalms twenty three, Mon, why don't you read for us um, some of these? You know, this is a passage that everybody really should memorize. If yeah, you it's not long. It it's only six verses. Yeah. So. 
Uh, Psalm 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows and leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You know, when you read this Psalm of David here, and you think of you know David as a shepherd. This is this was his his uh, occupation. This was his trade, so to speak. You can see David writing this psalm through the eyes of a sheep, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. The eyes of a sheep looking at a shepherd and just trusting that wherever the shepherd takes him, that's going to be the best. You know, and wherever you know, with, with David with his flock of sheep, wherever he went, um, those sheep would follow him. They would just trust. Yes, the shepherd has you know my best. In mind, my needs in mind, he's going to look after me. He's going to take me where, to the, where there's water that I can drink. He's going to take me where there's food that I can eat. Um, and even if there are dangers around, he's going to be standing there. He's going to have his rod and in David's case, his sling um, with which he is going to drive away anything, any threat that there might be. And you can imagine from a sheep's perspective, that would definitely create a tremendous amount of security, knowing mm. that there was a human there. Um, and that the human was that the purpose of the human being there was to protect them, and I guess in Germany a human and a dog, and a dog that's right to protect them. But I just thought, uh, Lyle, as you talked about this, there are people out there who who don't really want to believe that there's a God, and and they're just on their own. Um, and but what? How would it be if if we could believe that there is a God, a, a God that watches over you all the time? And even in tough times in your life that you could go to bed with peace and sleep because you know he is taking care of you. Just that thought brings absolute peace to me, knowing that there is somebody taking care. And some people might say that's wishful thinking, but, but hey, it's not a far wishful, better option. Not wishful, okay, it's a far better option. It's a far better option But it's, but it's not wishful thinking for people who've experienced it. No, absolutely yeah. not. That's why nobody can convince me there's no God because what I shared earlier on, I mean, there must be a God. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that is, and that, and that is. Um, but I like what you say when you say that it's even if God doesn't exist, it's a better option. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Just looking at Psalms twenty-three here, there's a couple other things here. You know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You know, you think about our sheep here in Australia, and our sheep um, do suffer predation at times from things like wild dogs or um, you know foxes, um, even eagles at times. And when our sheep here in Australia, which you know live by themselves in a paddock, when they are attacked, they are left to their own devices. And a sheep is an incredibly defenseless creature just by nature when it comes to predation. And so you can imagine the insecurity of sheep, you know, in a large, you know, sheep station um, being attacked. Really, all they can do is run and hope that they run faster than some other sheep, and the one that you know. Unfortunately, doesn't run fast enough is the one that gets to get eaten. Whereas, you know, if you look at it from the Middle Eastern perspective, you know, you've got that you've got that human there. If you look at it from the German perspective, you've got the human and the dog there. And so, when a predator turns up, you're automatically going to look to the human, or the human and the dog, as your means of of protection. 
and uh, and that's the experience that God is is outlining for us here. Something that I think we probably miss in our in in, in the way we do husbandry in Australia um, compared to you know some other parts of the world. But um, yeah. <clears throat> You prepare a table before me in the middle of in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord. Here David brings through this concept of the house of the Lord, and we've talked about that as being a metaphor for God's church already. And that's where we find peace and security, and that's what God directs us to at this time. i mm-hmm. 
Listening to a song about the sheep of God's pasture here on Faith FM. And we don't have another clue for the quiz because the quiz has already been slapped up. Our grey nomads are on the ball. Yes, so. congratulations, Helen's uh, <coughs> from Lambs Valley, actually. Speaking of sheep. Well, there you go. How appropriate is that? Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, fantastic. All right, so we're talking about sheep. And one of the things that um, I did mention a little bit earlier, but I want to delve into a little bit more. Mike, you mentioned this as well, is that sometimes sheep get lost. Yep. And uh, how vulnerable does a sheep become when it is lost? Has no defense, got no teeth to bite with. I mean, they got little teeth, but they can't really bite like a dog. They can't run. They have no. Well, I don't know what they do. They are totally yeah, I've, lost. I've, I've, just, had, I've had sheep, sheep nibble on my fingers. You can you can quite <laughs> safely put your your hands your fingers in a sheep's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are not going to lose any fingers. No it's not going to, to happen. One of the things that uh, you know we used to really um, struggle with down in Tasmania with our sheep was that you know some areas of the bush would get a lot of blackberries in them, and of course if a sheep gets caught in the blackberries, it's done. Mm. You know, gets caught, its wool gets caught in the blackberries, and it's just done. And a sheep knows when it's done, and it just lies down. It's very submissive. Um, that's the nature of sheep is to uh, you know just sort of, sort of submit to their fate. Another time we had one that fell in the creek, and the creek wasn't deep, um, but its wool got full of water, and so it just couldn't stand up. And so it just laid there in the creek. And if we hadn't found it, of course, it would have just died of hypothermia. Mm. You know, the water in Tassie tends to, uh, the creeks there tend to be quite cold. And, uh, and once again, you get this um, sheep that will just, you know, they will, they will simply submit to their fate. What, what do these things um, teach us about why God likens us to sheep? Hang on, hang on. Did you cut the sheep out of the blackberry patch? Yes. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> but there were, there, there were it's not like you just left it there. <laughs> no, there were occasions. There were occasions when we, when uh, you know, sheep would go missing, and uh, and very sadly, they would be a long way up the bush, and we wouldn't find them until it was too late. Okay. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, a bit of a tragedy, but uh, um, yeah. What, so, what does this tell us about sheep? Sheep getting lost, and sheep needing a shepherd to find them. I was just wondering, Lyle, does it mean that we should give up when we don't know what to do and just, <laughs> just die? Or, uh? <laughs> I don't think it means giving up and just dying. I, what I see here is a, uh, is a reliance on the shepherd and a surrender to the shepherd. You know, because without the shepherd, you become lost. What's your future? Yeah, by nature, we all like to fight, don't we? Yeah. We like to you know, get things done our way. But there are times we all know we don't know what to do. <laughs> that's right. And that's where we need God. Yeah. You know, as, as human beings, we need God. We need help from an outside source because we can't help ourselves. And, uh, yeah, we love to help ourselves. We love to fight and struggle and uh, kick and scream. Um, and it gets us nowhere. In fact, if you are a sheep in a blackberry bush, it's going to get you more stuck than what you were before. If you are a sheep in a blackberry bush, what you need is a shepherd. And a shepherd can come and uh, cut you out of that blackberry bush and pull the thorns out of your fur 
and uh, you know take you back to where you can get some water and get rehydrated, get some good grass back into your stomach, get you up and going again. And it's and it's the the the, the parallel that I see here is with sin. You know, we cannot extract ourselves from sin. That's impossible. We are stuck in a blackberry thorn, or we are stuck in the creek. You know, weighed down with the weight of sin. And uh, you know that, that the sheep that's in the creek, that weight of water. Once the wool soaks up that water, is a tremendous amount of weight. I remember, you know, the uh, the, the the challenge of trying to have to, uh, you know, to drag a sheep out of the creek after it had fallen in there, and the things they weigh a ton uh, once they're full of water. Um, Completely helpless without the shepherd. We can't help ourselves. So, Lon, when, when do you think a sheep knows it's lost? Because sometimes you see them driving you know, on the road and there's a sheep happily wandering. And when, when do they know that they are lost, actually? Because, yeah. uh, and, 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 and transferring this to our own lives, I mean, some people walk happily through life, um, think everything is cool, so, and then life ends in a dead end sometimes. But when, when do people know that they are lost? When do they know they're sinning? When do they know that they need a savior? This is a really good question. I think that's going to be different from everyone, isn't it? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm actually curious to, to know your thoughts on this one, Mike. Well, I, it's, I think we sometimes live so happily in, in, our, in our own little world and think we're doing the right thing um, and only find out often too late that we're in a dead end and that's when we start screaming and shouting and saying, God, where are you? Um, if we would have listened to the shepherd, if we would have stayed within the boundaries that he has given to us, we most probably wouldn't be lost. And that's when I believe many people start shouting and screaming, God, where are you? Because they put themselves in a position they never were supposed to be because God told them, this is my, my laws, these are my rules, these are my fences that I've given you for your safety. So if you would have stayed within them, you would have been safe. But we often get out there, we happily walk till we come in a territory we shouldn't have been. And that's when we, I think, find out that we are really lost. And then it's either stubbornness, saying, I'm not lost, I carry on. Or it's sort of, as we call it, repentance, that you say, man, I really messed up. I need to go and find the fault. And then you must be can't find it. And you have to, that's when people start praying. And that's when God has a good chance to come in. So I would say, see the challenges that are happening in your life sometimes as a, as a great chance, an opportunity to actually call out to God that is there and yeah. listens to you. Absolutely, that's that's very very powerful uh, illustration. It um, it reminds me also of um, the difference between. I'm just sort of sitting here thinking of the difference between sheep and goats as well, because we had goats when I was uh, when I was a young person growing up. And uh, if you place a goat in a paddock, a goat has only one objective, and that is to get out of the paddock. And the goat will do everything it can to get out of the paddock, and they are just you know they can go through a barbed wire fence like as if there's, there's not it doesn't even exist. Um, they can go through ring lock fences. There's, it's very challenging to build a goat proof paddock. You know they'll they'll, they'll walk up the uh, up the strainers on the on, on the corner posts and, and and climb out over the top and then you know stand up on top of that fence post on on you know on a tiny little spot and then jump down the other side. You know and and, uh, and goats are always trying to get into trouble, uh, whereas a sheep is a following creature. <laughs> we don't like to be likened to sheep. I think, I think we often see ourselves as being more like goats, being independent, valuing our independence, valuing, valuing the fact that we can do it ourselves and do it on our own. But when a goat gets out of the paddock, it's in danger because it's now in an area where, that, where it's vulnerable to predators. But it's just, it's the, it seems like it's the only way it ever wants to go. A shepherd told me once that a sheep doesn't find the way back. When they go through a hole in the fence, they don't find the way, but the goat always goes back. And that's a good illustration too, because there are lots of goats in this world that get out of the paddock 
and they, they try to find their independence, they do their thing, and then they come back and do as if nothing happened. And they think, I don't need God, I'm all right, I'm, I'm fine, till the point comes maybe where that, where that fence gets fixed and they can't get back, you know, they are lost and outside. And I found it somehow interesting that these goats, they always find their way back, and there are plenty of goats, I think, in this world to want to have the best of both sides. But does it really work? (laughs) We had an interesting situation once. I'll tell this story and I'll finish with this story. We had a goat that broke into our paddock. Seriously, this was a wild goat. It came in out of the bush and it broke into our paddock. So this was a goat that actually figured it out that life was not so good on the outside and it looked across the fence and has gone, you know what? Life is pretty good in there. There is good grass in there. There is good feed in there. There is constant water supply. There is humans that are looking after these goats. There's no predators because there's a fence and it broke in. Maybe we need to break in to Jesus' sheepfold and become a part of his church. What kind of man would wash men's feet Get pushed around then turn the other cheek I want to be more like him Every day in every way So little time he took for himself He was more concerned for everybody else I want to be more like him As tears of pain fell from his eyes He prayed for those who had him crucified I want to be more like him fantastic food fun friends and fellowship sure do then join us at the philos food hub for five dollars you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well wow where at the adventist church on newcastle road walls end number 63 is that the big iconic a-frame church near the roundabout sure is and it starts 10 a.m every thursday great i'll see you there
God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, and my flesh yearns for you. In a dry and weary land, where there is no water, I remember you at night through the watches of the night. Shadow of your wings, I sing because you help me. My soul clings to you, and your hand upholds me. You alone, you alone. Welcome back, guys. You're in time for question of the day here on Faith FM, and we are going to do something slightly different here at Grey Nomads in South New South Wales at Dindabyne. We have had some live Q&A direct uh, in the meetings as a uh, part of the presentations, and Justin Lawman has been answering some questions, and so we are going to bring you one of his questions for question of the day today and the one that we have uh, posted up on tongues we're going to be covering that on monday that's going to be a really important one to cover a lot of people have been asking us about tongues and so please uh yeah join us on monday for the one about tongues but right now this is justin norman i was just interested from pastor um, lyle's discussion and we we all look up to role models, don't we? That's we we look up to our pollies and our musicians, and you know we and yeah, or whatever we our, our politicians, our, our royalty. You know, we all have that. That's somehow, well, in generally in society, that's we, we want something more. You know, yeah. And um, you know, God, God said to Israel, um, "I don't want you to have a king. I don't want you to have a king." So. The thought that I have is, you know, what was God's ideal for Israel as a theocracy um, in the day-to-day life of the function and the political and the social and the whole thing? Because God actually says to us as families, he wants us to be a theocracy in our families, don't we? We we make our decisions when we open the word of God. Priesthood of all believers. As we pray together, husband and wife and children, you know, so our families are theocracies, little theocracies. What would a theocracy country look like? Oh, wow, that's a big question, isn't it? (laughs) Um, You know, there's a big thing happens after the death of Moses. Moses has led Israel, not as a king, um, but 
you know, as a type of Christ, really, Moses. And being an amazing leader, and he passes the baton uh, to his understudy, uh, Joshua. Joshua lives till he's 110 years of age. Who does he pass the baton to? There's no one. And we enter the book of Judges. Classic line. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. There was no king in the land. So everyone did what was. And that transition. And the wheels fell off. Not from Moses. Moses passed the baton. The wheels fell off from Joshua. Joshua has no one to pass the baton to. And if we come back down to the New Testament. And we see Jesus, he spends the lion's share of his time passing the baton. He's a disciple maker. He passes it on to that next generation. They receive it and they do amazing things. And you see Paul, he's investing in who? Timothy, he's he's Titus and all these other people. Barnabas is a discipler. The the early church is this dynamic thing because they're passing the baton. They're passing the baton. But you know what happens, don't you? The wheels fall off that and we enter the dark ages where we do get this kingly power take over everything. And... I think the ideal, as you said, it starts in my own life and my own home. That the, the whole, and watching the United States today to me is fascinating because they had this, the, the Declaration of Independence and their constitution, it was like this nirvana of what an ideal society should be. And we're watching the wheels fall off it. The wheels are falling off it. Their midterms are being decided as we speak. They're probably counting the votes right now. Um, I spoke with an American this morning. He called me. He is a pastor and friend and he said in his lifetime he's never seen his country more divided. And he's, he's, He asked me to pray for America. Um, I was shocked because he's Midwest. This is the Bible Belt. He said, you're not going to talk to your friends about it because you're not sure which side they're on. And it's so divisive and you see how the wheels fall off and we need Jesus. Uh, in my own life, I can't emphasise enough my own personal devotional life, how I need to maintain a relationship with God. He is my Lord and Saviour. He is my King of Kings. And if he's leading me, that's going to affect the way I relate to my neighbours, my children, my family, my everyone. And as we do that individually, we become something amazing corporately. But if that falls away, and history tells us it always does, in whatever, whether it's from Moses, and if that falls away, what are we then? And that's where replacements come in that replace God in our life. And we do. I we have these idols. <laughs> I went to Russia and I was doing this outreach in Russia, and they found out my name was Justin. And oh, that was so exciting, Justin Bieber. <laughs> in Russia, 
because uh, Scissor here, uh, that, was, that was who the Russians are looking up to. Of all the people you want to look up to, Justin Bieber. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's human nature to, we are designed to have God in our life. We are designed to walk under the lordship of a loving creator. When that falls away, personally, as individuals, something will replace it. And you can see this happening to the Western world now. This idealised democracy and all these things. And, you know, it's, uh, history tells us, look back in history, all the rise and fall of the empires. Um, it's fascinating to watch it. I don't know if I've answered your question. Our constitution is the word of God, mm. isn't it? That's what it is. And so yep. our great ideal is looking to Jesus, what, yep. we've, what we're talking this week. Our constitution is the word of God. So in practical, real terms, in family life, in church life, we've got a question, we've got a problem. We let's, do. Let's go to the word of God. Always be, always be suspicious of the corporate answer to everything, that somehow we just need this thing changed and it'll be everything it's individually we're nothing corporately unless we are connected to God personally and maybe that's a bit too deep and reflective but anyway that's what I think there was a woman in the Bible days she had been sick Six so very long But she heard my Jesus was passing by So she joined the gathering throng And while she was pushing her way through Someone asked her What are you trying to do? She said if I could just touch the hem of his garment I know I'll be made whole she cried, oh, and oh, and oh, and oh, said if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And oh, she spent her money here and there until she had no, had no more to spare. The doctors, they done all they could But their medicine would do no good When she touched him, the Savior didn't see But still he turned around and cried Somebody touch me She said it was I who just want to touch the hem of your garment I know I'll be made whole right now She stood there crying, oh
Welcome back, guys. You were listening to a song there that I can't see from this distance what it actually was, but it was a great song. I was enjoying it. I hope you were enjoying it too. But uh, we have come back to that part of the show where um, we have to decide who the winner is for our um, for our uh, gift giveaway here. So this has been the greatest giveaway that we've ever had on Faith FM. We have given away a holiday. A holiday for either a couple or a family um, at the Adventist Alpine Village in a chalet. And that's a summer holiday. Um, And two of them, we're we're about to draw two names out. And uh, as we, uh, the the, the bowl is just getting shuffled here at the moment. Um, And I think they might be just shuffling it a little bit too much because it's just being stirred and shuffled and stirred and shuffled and stirred and shuffled. But uh, we are about to put our hand in, dig around and pull out a name. So the time is up. And Mon, have you got a name there? Mon has... Yes, I love pulling names from hats. So this is very exciting for me. We have two winners. The first winner is... Okay, so the name here is Jacqueline Tuck. So, Jacqueline, if you're listening to uh, Faith FM right now, then uh, congratulations. We might try and get Jacqueline on the phone just to. Uh, just Lyle, to see how about you pick the second one? I've mixed them all up for you now. I'm going to reach in there one. and I am shuffling around, shuffling, 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 shuffling some more. I think they're thoroughly mixed by now. Okay, let's see what we've got here coming out of the bowl. And we have Kerry. Collett. So Jacqueline Tuck and Kerry Collett are our two winners. Congratulations, guys. You are on your way for a holiday here at the Dinnerbine. Uh, we'll see, see if we can get some of these guys on the phone and uh, just uh, um, give them an, an announcement. But we will, uh, yes, see how we go. All right, we've drawn the names out of the hat this morning for our Alpine holiday giveaway. Uh, Lyle, our first winner was Jacqueline Tuck. Let's see if we can get it on the phone. Yeah, let's give that a go. Yeah, we tried a few minutes ago and uh, we may have had the number wrong. But let's, well, yeah, let's we might have called happened. the wrong. I think that was your fault, Lyle. Oh, was it? <laughs> Never. Okay, let's, 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 let's <laughs> see if we can. Uh, we'll try a different number and see if it works a little bit better this time. So it's dialing. It's dialing. There it goes. Yep. Okay. See if somebody's home on this number. Hello? Hello, is that Jacqueline? Jacqueline Tuck I'm looking for. Yes, speaking. Jacqueline, my name is Lyle Southwell. I'm calling from Faith FM Radio and I have some very exciting news for you. Your name has just been drawn. You are the winner of a holiday, uh, two nights accommodation at the Avenist Alpine Village in Jindabyne. Congratulations. No way. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's wonderful. Congratulations, Jacqueline. How exciting for you. Thank you so much. That's unreal. <laughs> We've been broadcasting live from Jindabyne at the Alpine Lodge here all week, and we can tell you right now, it is a spectacular place, and you will be very happy when you get here. The views are sensational. Oh, wow. Make sure you climb the tower, because that's where we're broadcasting from. We're broadcasting from the tower. The third floor has 360 glass window views with beautiful lake. In the, oh, it's just, you're going to love it, Jackie. Are you taking oh, family? Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, um, we I only started snowboarding this year. So I've only I've been down there twice already at the start of the, at the start of the season. So really looking forward to getting down again. That's unreal. <laughs> no worries. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get oh, your details. So we'll get your details off you uh, off air in a second. And congratulations again. Oh, thanks a million. <laughs> so happy. You just made my day. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
All right, that was uh, Jacqueline Tuck right there, and uh, winner of one of the winners of uh, one of the two winners of the uh, of our free holiday here at the yeah. Adventist Alpine Village. Let's try our second one. Hello, is that Kerry Collett? Yes, it is. <laughs> Kerry Collett, it's Lyle Southwell here calling from Faith FM Radio. And Hi. I have something very exciting to share with you. You are the no. winner. You are a one of two winners um, of really? our holiday here at Jindabyne. Awesome. Con- Thank you. Congratulations. That sounds amazing. So what I need to do is, uh, uh, is um, we'll, we'll grab your uh, email one, in, in a moment off air. And uh, we'll be okay. sending you some details out about that. But yes, we are super excited to, and congratulations. Kerry, and who are you going to be bringing with you? Is it going to be your family or you're going to bring like a husband or something? I'm just, I kind of want to come with you. Do you reckon maybe you could like put me in your suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not traveling lightly then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely will have to bring my two kids. Oh, wonderful. They're going to love it here. <laughs> Kerry, like it's, uh, every day we see kangaroos and wombats just walking by. They're just, it's going to blow their little minds. They'll love it. How old are your kids? They are 12 and 10. Oh, they're going to have a great time out here in Jindabyne. We've been here all week, Kerry, and it's just been phenomenal. We've been loving it. Sounds well, amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Hey, that's a fantastic, Kerry, and uh, thank you for uh, supporting the show. And, uh, yeah, we will be in contact. So uh, just stay on the line for a moment, and uh, we will uh, grab your details. We'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the show today. We always enjoy your company, and especially for those who participated in the Adventist Alpine Village free giveaway. Of course, we will be back at our normal studio on Monday, and we look forward to joining you then. Be